Ladies and gentlemen, back once again. It is your host, Chief, alongside my partner in crime, Bosco. Say what up to the people. What's up, people? We are back again. Another episode of the Chief and Bosco podcast. And you guys know how we do. Without further ado, another Monday night. Let's get into it. Uh, first things first, let's get some of the easier stuff out of the way. NBA news, man. We already just started. Oh, no, no, no. Let's start with college because I got some shit to, get, to say about the NBA. So we'll start with college. All right, then. Um, well, then, you heard the man himself. College game day breakdown. Quick recap. Uh, as far as big games, top rank Penn State falls to Illinois. They go to nine overtime. Uh, another big game uh, loss for James Franklin's team. They now drop in the rankings. Um, other than that, we still got Georgia sitting at one. Uh, Oklahoma, shout out to Caleb Williams, comes in the game. Uh, they come back, actually were down 10-0 at halftime to Kansas, in which they rally behind Caleb, and they pull it out uh, against Kansas. They stay in number three since he's still in. Um, well, apparently Oklahoma dropped to four, and Alabama moved up to three, which makes no no sense at all. Well, so. Let's go to that point then, because I was going to bring up that with like Bama still being in there. Uh, you got any uh, take on that? It's weird. I think Michigan State, Michigan State being right behind Alabama and Ohio State makes absolutely no sense. And Ohio State hasn't even been playing good this year for real. So yeah. the fact that they're ranked above Michigan and Michigan State doesn't make sense. And I mean, Alabama, you losing to Texas A&M, to me, that should have knocked them down to like eight or nine. And the fact that it didn't really knock them down that far, and then they're still in the top four doesn't really make any sense. Considering, I think, when um, the other big one, when like when Oregon lost, they got dropped back far. Yeah. Uh, the, the Iowa-Penn State, when Penn State lost, they got dropped back way far as well. So, yeah, like you said, you know, them being one, and then they lose to an unranked Texas A&M team. And they only drop like two or three spots. Yeah, and then to be honest, the the, the Tennessee game was close. I mean, they started whooping their ass in the fourth quarter. But the Florida game as well. Yeah, so I don't I don't understand. I mean, I I get it. They they desperately want Alabama to make the playoff because it's probably good for ratings. But neither them or they shouldn't be in the top four. And Ohio State shouldn't be ranked above Michigan or yeah. Michigan State. For sure. And it's just ridiculous that that both of those things are happening. For sure, for sure. No, I definitely agree with that one. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting to see because um, I think Georgia's still going to coast since he doesn't have a tough schedule either. They'll be able to ride that one out. And there's still some other undefeated teams that are really, really good. Oklahoma State's one of them. Uh, there's some real, real good teams uh, coming this year. So be interesting to see how it kind of finishes off. Um, like you say, your Sooners, they pull it back, another comeback victory. Any take on your Sooners? No, uh, I mean not really. They that's kind of been their motto all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll probably they'll probably end up coasting into the playoff unless I could see them losing. I don't think they will. But whoever they play first in the playoff, they're probably going to end up losing too. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I think if Georgia doesn't do it this year, they never are. I ain't gonna say never. If they don't do it this year, they're not going to because. You're kind of catching a lot of teams on bad years, so if you if you can't capitalize, it's like when is it gonna happen? Correct, correct, correct. Um, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, and that's really as far as college college game day break. I know other than that, it's one thing because uh, now 
uh, leaving the subject. Uh, it's been cited by the AD. They're going to part ways with Ed Algeron at LSU, which will be another opening. So that leaves USC and LSU uh, openings. I kind of want to um, table that conversation uh, for the next one because there's some stuff I want to put on that one. But other than that, that has been it for college game, college game day recap. Moving on, let's go ahead and get into the NBA news. And I want Bosco Wojnarowski to lead the way. Oh, all right. So we're about a week into the season now. And, I mean, basketball is not like football. It's kind of hard to get a real gauge after a week. Um, mm-hmm. Chicago right now is undefeated. I mean, they won't be, obviously, for yeah. common sense reasons by the end of the year. But Chicago's playing really well. I actually think they're going to end up being a top four or five team in the East. Uh-huh. Uh, Lakers are struggling. I knew that was going to happen. They're, I feel like they're going to have a very mediocre regular season, but uh-huh. then just run through people in the playoffs. Um, they got to figure out how to, how to do that rotation. Like some nights Rondo isn't even playing, which yeah. is kind of weird, and they'll have to figure out what they want to do. When it's crunch time, it's weird. It's like they have to figure out what what, what lineup they want. I think I think in the uh, in close game moments, my lineup out there would probably be Rondo, Bron, Melo, Dwight, and AD. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know how that's gonna work with with Russell Westbrook and everything. I I just don't think he is a good fit with them, and he probably whatever will be. That's just not how he plays. But I think it's good bench, enough maybe? for them to win the title. You said what? Or maybe come off the bench, maybe. He. No, that ain't happening because I that would make the most sense, but that's not happening. He gets paid too much money, and and that's too much of an ego hit. And I just I don't think nobody over there has the balls enough to pull that trigger. I don't even know if I would necessarily do that to be honest. I mean, they should, but they won't. Um, mm. and then Brooklyn is struggling. Brooklyn needs Kyrie Irving, man. Mm. They they do. Um, you see now that uh, Harden's not getting those calls as he usually once did. I say this. I think. I think. It'll give him a. Give him maybe a, a month or two. He'll adjust because mm-hmm. great players can adjust. And I don't. He gets a lot of foul calls, but I'm not gonna be like, oh, since they changed the rule. It's almost like when they took out hand checking. If you're a great defender, you're a great defender. Like yeah. great players can adjust the rule changes. So I think he'll be fine. Um, Steve Nash. I didn't like that clown shit he said where he was like, it feels like James He's Harden the is the poster boy, which he is. And I'm like. You were just talking shit about how Trey Young does that, and it's not basketball. James Harden literally does the exact same thing, if not even more so. So it's kind of like Steve Nash. You're no that shit that Phil Jackson used to do was was plant stuff like that. So in the future they get foul calls, but it's like nigga, you you're not that. You're not Phil, and I, I don't I don't know why you would say that. It's almost contradictory. It's like I just I don't get why you would say that, but. You know, it looks like so far season starting off pretty well. Milwaukee is my favorite probably yeah. to come out the East. Hawks looking pretty good. You said who? Hawks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Hawks got depth. I, I, mm-hmm. It's weird, though, because, I mean, I don't know. I, the Hawks are kind of going to be like to me when Joe Johnson was there. They'll probably be a second-round exit mm-hmm. and because I don't think they're going to um, run into a team that fucks up in the – and because – it's weird. The way basketball is, is weird because it's kind of hard to say a better team lost a seven-game series. But right. to me, I'm like, if a game goes to – if it goes to seven games, I can argue the better team actually lost because I don't think they were better than Philly. I mean, Ben Simmons had one of – probably one of top five worst meltdowns 
a player has ever had in a playoff series. That's right up there with 84 Magic or 2011 LeBron. Like, it's up there uh-huh. for, for one of the worst meltdowns. So, I don't think they're going to catch a team slacking like that again. And I don't think they'll be in Milwaukee. Even if Kyrie doesn't come back, I don't think they would be Brooklyn. Kevin Durant and James Harden are just too much. And they're they're too much of a matchup nightmare. And they're really the only team that matches up with them is Milwaukee, and you kind of saw Milwaukee, what they did opening night. Yeah, without some of those key guys on the defense. Yeah, so I I, I got Milwaukee being the favorite. I probably, if every, if everybody stays relatively healthy, I probably have L.A. and Milwaukee in the finals, and I don't know who I would pick. Um, now, how do you feel about your maps? Uh, they're, they're starting off. They started off so last year. I think they're going to start off so this year, probably hit a winning streak at some point. Um, mm. Jason Kidd's an okay coach, but Rick Carlisle – Rick Carlisle is clearly better, but all the reports said Luca wanted him out of there. So I'm trying to rework in uh, Porzingis. Yeah, I, he had a lot of promise coming out. I don't think he'll ever. At this point, injuries are starting to catch up with him, and yeah. and the thing that makes him a good player, they don't play like that because really his shooting ability is what makes him so good. They mainly have him in the post. That's not really his game. So, eh, I'm. I'm kind of whatever on them. I'm I'm just hoping if they can at least get to the second round, I yeah, would consider that a, a successful season. Get out the first round. I mean, sure. I don't think they'll have to worry about the Clippers like they had these last couple of years, and they gave the Clippers a pretty good run for their money. But I I think this year they they could get to the second round, hopefully. Right. Cool, cool. That works for me. Uh, you just heard it. Uh, first, first recap into uh, getting this NBA season started. Um, as it goes, uh, Bosco Wojnarowski will be giving you updates That's um, on the NBA season. Moving forward, though, um, let's go ahead and get into it. NFL, I think, what, week six recap? Were we at yeah, week, six? Week, week six. Um, six or seven, one of them. One of them, I don't know. All right, so. Uh, I think week seven recap, yeah. Week seven. Okay. Uh, what's your. What we do? Uh, surprise or takeaway from this week? Ravens got their ass whooped, so I'm pretty sure that's the end of the MVP talks for Lamar Jackson. Um, Chiefs lost again. That's not really shocking. Um, how bad they lost is shocking, though, and I think they have a good chance of not making the playoffs. Yeah. Um. Those are probably the two biggest shockers. I think the Ravens getting their ass whooped, and then I think Cincinnati's a whole lot better than people originally thought they would be um i'd say uh i know for me looking at it uh i think it's long overdue with cincinnati um and i think all the lapses still of uh, baltimore caught up in this game just in seeing how cincinnati's developed i mean regardless what you see on the offense i mean you can't give up 500 yards offense uh to any team really uh jamar chase looking like rookie of the year did his thing against marlon humphreys torched them all day long i mean that's just a recipe for success right there all down the field was able to run the ball joe burrow did his thing throwing the ball all across the board um cincinnati's looking real good and it's definitely going to help they play the jets next week so that's going to be another one as you mentioned with kansas city um similar as has been on uh, these past weeks uh defense is atrocious the same way when you know the mishaps on offense isn't really helping. Um, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey have been looking non-existent, uh, both on the team. So, 
at the bottom of the division things aren't looking so good uh, that's really more so on the AFC side on the NFC side nothing too big uh, nothing major I don't think anything was kind of out of whack too much. No, I mean, Bucks won, Packers won. Yep. Tom um, Brady got a 600th career um, passing touchdown, which is fucking insane. Like, yeah, man. I don't, uh, I don't think that record. It's uh, weird. You know the most impressive thing is he barely, he didn't really play his rookie year, and in 2008 he missed the entire year because he tore his ACL. So basically, if you count this year, 19 years to get uh, 600 passing yards, which when he – Probably his first few years with New England, they were mainly running the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so for him to get these type of numbers, I know he's played a long time and it's basically stack um, accumulation. Mm-hmm. That's still pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, and, um, you know, they, the way they're looking, I don't know if I have the Bucks being the favorite game out the NFC, but they're easily going to win the division. That's not saying a whole lot. but I think it's going to be – I think now looking at them, uh, it's good to see – like the younger guys on the defensive secondary, they get more reps in, so they'll be ready come postseason, especially given the injuries and stuff that they've been facing throughout the year. So it'll be interesting to see there, as well as on Green Bay side. Soon enough, they get uh, Batiari, who I think is probably, like, arguably the best left tackle in the game. You get him back. Unfortunately, I think Jair Alexander, uh, top 100 guy, he's going to be out. I think he's out for the whole year. As well as uh, Zadarius Smith, he had back surgery uh, not too long ago, so he'll be out. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they adjust, but nonetheless, um, they still win. I know they'll have a big game going into Arizona um, this upcoming Thursday, and it looks like Devontae Adams has just been ruled out on the COVID list. Um, so big hit for them. But like you said, man, shoot with Tampa. Tampa's looking really good. Um, other than that, I know for me, my Giants who pulled out a victory, thank God. Um, they got my man DJ pretty much playing quarterback, running back, receiver all across the board. Um, other than that, no real huge takes uh, for this week. Kind of like a slower week. Yeah, um, well, Miami so. needs to go ahead and trade for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, Tua ain't it. I think he played okay against the Falcons. They still lost, and it's the Falcons. That's my squad, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody comes back on them. It's almost like they're trying to give games away. But <laughs> Miami needs to go ahead and pull the trigger. And Brian Flores deserves to be fired. Yeah. Um, if he makes it towards the end of the year, I would be shocked. Um, and I really wanted that thing to be a successful thing, and it just not. Yeah, I think I think this time next week, both him and Matt Nagy both get fired, yeah, and man. rightfully so. They both deserve it. Um, and, and speaking on that, man, it's crazy, man. Um, uh, going into Nat Nagy, because he's actually on the COVID list now, uh, going into the next game. Man, they just got my man Justin Fields just beat the hell up all yesterday. And then, it, you know, report came out about this is the second week in a row where they were on a snap. They radio into him on the helmet. Yo, they have 12 men on the field. Throw the ball. It's a free play. He throws it. Interception, whatever happens, you know, just trying to make a shot for it. Come to find out they didn't have 12 men on the field. And he just got a turnover off of that. Um, all right, I'm already not a Justin Fields fan, and it's kind of hard to judge him off of this year. Um, I'm assuming he'll play better in the future. If not, I'm not gonna really be all that shocked. Um, regardless, though, Matt Nagy needs to he needs to go. Um, second play caller within seven weeks. 
49ers, uh, it's official that we people can stop saying Kyle Shanahan's the next great coach. He's a besides that one year when they went to the um Super Bowl, first of all, even including that that year, he's below five hundred. You take out that one year, he's missed the playoffs every other year. Um they just lost to the Colts. We could stop with that that Kyle Shanahan's the next great coach shit. Um they have easily the worst roster probably in that division. Yeah. And that's saying a lot because I don't the think Seahawks, Seattle yeah. roster is all that good either. But I would take Seattle's over San Francisco's. They've made some very bad personnel um decisions. Traded up to get Trey Lance. It looks like Mac Jones would most likely end up being better than him. You probably could have just stayed where you were and got Mac Jones. Um yeah. so j- I don't, I don't know what they got going on. They'll most likely miss the playoffs. Itch. I actually had no one in that division going into the season, but that that's not happening. There's no way in hell that's happening now. And they're not going to fire him or nothing, obviously. But give it, give it – if a year from now this is the same situation, they might pull that trigger and get rid of John um, John Lynch too because – Because I they, think they, those, those dudes will be up pretty due soon for contracts. Uh, yeah. Nicky Bosa, DeForest Buckner – they're gonna they're gonna probably max out both of those guys, but I don't. I, they they've had so many misses in the draft that it's it's almost glaring at this point. And that division, I mean, you can't really afford football. Them. I don't know. Football isn't really like basketball. Football shit could change. Football, you a team could go thirteen and three, come back the very next season with the exact same roster and, and go three and thirteen. It's it's so unpredictable, but I. I mean, you're, I would assume that Rams would probably still be decent. Arizona will still be good, and Seattle will be middle of the road, but good enough to beat them. So, I don't know. I I think this offseason they need to answer the quarterback question, which regardless of if Trey Lance is ready or not, I think they're going to go ahead and get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, He can't stay healthy, and it's kind of like you spent the number three pick on Trey Lance. It's kind of sink or swim at this point, so. Yeah, man, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see, man, because like you said, you know, upcoming trade deadlines November 2nd, 4 p.m. Uh, we got the Deshaun Watson situation. I think there'll be a move for uh, Marlon Mack out of Indiana, out of, out of the Colts. I think he'll be a piece to be moved. Um, you mentioned last week Odell as well, another piece that could be moved. Odell um, Beckham is one of the most overrated players in NFL history, and <laughs> I think I think the whole we, we we can stop having conversations at this point. He's an overrated, he's just an overrated, overpaid receiver. I mean, is he even a top two, top three receiver on the team? Probably not, and it's like. He can't much. stay. He can't stay healthy. I yeah. mean, I don't. He catch more passes in the pregame warm up than he do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's one of those things. It's like maybe maybe this could be a situation. I mean, maybe this is like his Randy Moss when like when Randy Moss was in Oakland, everybody thought he was over. Then he went to New England and he had that resurgence. Maybe wherever Odell goes next, it'll be his resurgence. But it, it ain't working in Cleveland and. They, they're not going to be able to trade him because he gets paid too much. So they need to just go ahead, bite the bullet, release him this offseason, take whatever salary cap hit that might be, uh-huh. and then just cut bait because it, it's not working and it's not going to. Because even when he isn't – even when he's not hurt, which they is all the damn time, like, he's yeah. kind of just out there to be there. Yeah, they like feed. They're not really going to him. They're not really keyed in to try to get him going, kind of get some kind of rhythm. 
So like I said, yeah, I think he'll be he'll be interesting to piece. But you know, now that you bring up you know what the contract situation is going to be, that could be something interesting. I do think you know I think Marlon Mac Mar, uh, Merlin Mack probably be the first one off the board. There's a few teams uh, looking for running backs as such too. So it'll be up there. Um, other than that. Really staying on Cle- uh, to Cleveland. Shout out to Dearness uh, Johnson. Thirsting running back. Really took off. Had a great day Sunday uh, for the Browns as well. So shout out to him. Uh, trying to get his stock up. At one point he was looking at the uh, the XFL and such too. So shout out to him stepping up. Getting his, uh, getting his stock up there. But nonetheless, that's really the recap uh, for this week. Um, into it. Yeah, uh, real quick before mm-hmm. we move on, uh, we don't talk about baseball for real, but the World Series starts tomorrow between the Braves it. and the Astros. I think, I think the Astros are gonna win. Um, I think they'll probably win in like five or six. They're just they're they're a better team. They do literally everything better. And I was really rooting for the Dodgers to beat the Braves, but. Dodgers fucked up. I don't. They had some injuries and, and they just had some bad, some bad luck this season. Uh-huh. Um, you win all those games, but then you had to play the wild. I I hate the way. To me, out of the four major sports in America, baseball has the absolute worst playoffs. Doesn't um, it, doesn't the series like change up like how many you win out of the uh, like a best of series? Well, it doesn't change up. Well, it ain't like bad. It ain't seven games every round. So yeah. like. They got the wild card, and then the uh, the divisional round is five games. Yeah. And then the um, the conference championships are seven, and the World Series is seven. But it's like the regular season is so long. Like, yeah. the Dodgers had to play a one-game wild card. Like, you went over 100 games, and then you basically penalized the Giants because what's their reward for having the best record? You play the Dodgers the very next round, and it's almost like, what the fuck? Like, I, I, I hate the way they do their playoffs, but – I'm rooting for the Braves, but I do think the Astros are going to get them out of here. And Dusty Baker, um, who is the manager for the Astros, has been around for a really, really long time. This will be the first World Series he wins as a manager, which thank God for him because he's, he's had a bunch of bad luck and he's made some awful decisions with past teams that he's played with. But the Astros are just so fucking unlikable that you you don't want to see them win. But yeah, I mean yes. I ain't going front. They got they got a nice ass team though. They got good pitching. They got good hitting. They 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 play the field well. So they'll probably end up winning again. And uh, it is what it is. And we ain't touch on it, but I have to touch on the NBA top seventy five list. Um, <laughs> that's a rare, that's that list is atrocious. That that that's a really really bad list. So Bosco, for you, give me your three snubs. Three, three biggest snubs on that list. Well, first of all, I'm going to list a bunch of snubs, and then I'll save my three biggest for last. Okay. So, snubs on the list include Kyrie, you can make an argument for. Klay Thompson, you can make an argument for. Adrian Dantley's missing. Bernard King is missing. Um, Dwight Howard? The three biggest snubs on that list is Dwight Howard, Joe Dumars, and Dennis Johnson. Um... How Dwight Howard didn't make it, but you have people like Robert Parrish make it is insane. Anthony Davis, who's a great player, but Dwight Howard's literally done everything Anthony Davis has done and more. Like, 
before Anthony Davis got with the Lakers, he won one playoff series. Like Dwight Howard led a team to the finals, the albeit they lost. That. Yeah, and they lost in five games in '09. But if you actually go back and watch those games, it's a lot closer than people remember. Um, so how Dwight Howard didn't make it makes absolutely no sense. Eight-time All-Star, eight-time All-NBA, five of those being first and then team, defensive player, three of the defensive year, player of the year back awards, back to back. got a got a gold medal at. Has led the league in blocks, rebounds. Even when he had back surgery, that one year he played well in L.A. with Kobe, he still led the league in rebounds. So it's like the the disrespect he received makes absolutely no. Because I'm not saying Dwight Howard is a better player than Patrick Ewing, but his career is better. His He has a better career than Patrick Ewing. And his career is – I mean, Robert Parrish to me was like – And then even like in the years where he wasn't the number one guy, he still had decent numbers. Yeah. I th- I just think it's weird. I, I I think for whatever reason people don't like him, and you got people like Shaq and other people on TV kind of talking bad about him. Um, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. But Dwight Howard should be on the list. Joe Dumar should be on the list. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, Joe Dumar was played in the backcourt Isaiah Thomas, which before Stephen Clay, Joe Dumar's and Isaiah Thomas was the greatest backcourt in NBA history. Like. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas from the one. Joe Dumars was the two. Joe Dumars, Michael Jordan himself said, out of everybody who ever guarded him, Joe Dumars guarded him the hardest. And you got to think about the people that used to guard Jordan. Michael Cooper, who should be in the Hall of Fame. Sidney Moncrief. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Dumars is on the list. Anybody on the Celtics, like like Dennis Johnson, who I'm about to mention. Um, Michael Jordan put up with a whole bunch of dudes, and he said Joe Dumars was not only hard to guard, I mean, not only guarded him the hardest, but also hard to guard on the other end. So he wins a finals MVP. He was the key, a key component in the um in the Bad Boys Pistons. Like him not making it is ridiculous. He to me, he's more deserving than people like Clay Thompson. That's why when everybody was complaining about Clay, I'm like, dude, you're not even better than Joe Dumar, so we need to relax. Um <laughs> and then Dennis Johnson not making it. Um Dennis Johnson Played for the Sonics back in the day. Won the MVP, the Finals MVP in 79 when he led the Sonics to a victory over, I want to say it was the Bullets. Uh-huh. Um, I could be wrong with that. I'm pretty sure it's the Bullets. Then he went to Boston, um, basically replaced Nate Archibald um, and won the championship in 84 and 86 and was their leading point guard. And he, the NBA just disrespects him. It took forever for him to get into the Hall of Fame, which made no sense at all. Um, he didn't make the All-50 team, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Because even if you go back and look at the All-50 team, it's a lot of questionable names up there. And for you to not do the 75 doesn't make a lot of sense. And I know people always say, well, if you take people on. Like, my three biggest snubs is Joe Dumars, Dennis Johnson, and, and um, Dwight Howard. The three people you got to take off. Damian Lillard doesn't belong up there. Yeah. Um, Dwight, I was about to say Dwight. Uh, Anthony Davis, you could take off, and you could take off Reggie Miller too. Uh-huh. Um, I know people, and I'm I'm actually a fan of Reggie Miller, but it's revisionist history. I think him playing for one team his whole career helped, but Reggie Miller, as many great moments as he has in the playoffs, he he shrunk a lot. He disappeared in a lot of playoff series. And if you go back and look at his numbers. They're not the greatest, albeit he did play against like the Shaq and Penny Magic when they were healthy and and the um Jordan led Bulls, but it's like man, 
his regular seasons were kind of in. You played 18 years, you only make three All-NBA teams, and all three of them were third teams. Mm-hmm. It's like, eh. It's like you were on the 96 Olympics team, but let's keep it a stack. That's only because Jordan didn't want to play. If Jordan wanted to play, he probably wouldn't have made that because he's not better than Mitch Richmond, who you can argue – you could argue Mitch Richmond should be on the list over Reggie Miller, if we're being honest. But And then Damian Lillard being on the list doesn't make any sense at all. Um, Damian Lillard's not even better than Kyrie. I don't care what nobody says. I, I get it. I think people like Damian Lillard more, and I know Kyrie is hurt often. But if you're – nobody in their right mind would take Damian Lillard over Kyrie. I don't believe so. And it's like Kyrie has the ring. He has, he has a gold medal. I mean, Damian Lillard has a gold medal too, but – it's like Damian Lillard to me is he's good. He somebody said it. I forgot who who it was, but he's this generation's Reggie Miller. If we're being completely honest, it's like he'll have great moments in the playoffs, and then people will be like, "Well, what's his marquee playoff series win?" And it's none. I mean, you got to one Western Conference Finals. You got swept by the Warriors, even when Kevin Durant was hurt. People forget they got what year was it? I think it was twenty. 15 if i'm not mistaken it might be later than that i want to say it was 2015 16 you get swept out of the playoffs by the pelicans when they were the higher seed and it's like come on my nigga like him making that list is ridiculous and nobody can justify or i mean just a few years ago he was begging to make the all-star game now you're making the top 75 like yeah that's ridiculous i think every they they voted everybody who made the top 50 list made the 75 list which is also weird to me because i'm like it's just, I, I think that's stupid because it's like, well, you made this list, so you have to make this one. So you mean to tell me in the last 25 years, there's only 25 people y'all could think of to add to the list? That doesn't make any sense because when the list originally came out, Bob McAdoo wasn't up there, which he should have been. Dominique Wilkins wasn't up there, and he should have been. I'm like, you mean to tell me in the last 25 years, y'all can only think of 23 people to add to the two names I just said? It's like, come on, my nigga. That's, that's ridiculous. You look at that list, mm. and I, I don't do the whole I wasn't alive so it doesn't count because I think that's bullshit because you can go back and watch footage. Like, footage exists, and admitting to your ignorance is not a um, it's not something you should be proud of. So it's like I hear people say, well, if I ain't see it, it doesn't count in my world. That's stupid. Um, But if you go and look at the list, look at the accomplishments, look at it. Like, even if you wasn't – they have a stupid amount of Celtics that would, like, the Russell Celtics, I think if you look at that list, it's at least like seven or eight of them that are on that list. And it's like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> I, Bob Cousy, cool. Yeah. Bill Russell, cool. John Havlicek, great. And maybe a couple other of them. But if you start looking at them, you're like, I mean, really? You were like the fifth best dude on that team. And it's like 12 teams in the league. And I'm not shitting on it. But it's like, eh, I don't. I don't know, like, what are we doing? I just think it's so, the way that list shaked out is so weird. Like, Carmelo Anthony made the list over Dwight. Eh, I mean, eh, (laughs) you know, I don't, I don't really understand. Like, Carmelo over, you know what I'm saying? Like, Carmelo over Joe Dumars is kind of like, what are we talking about? And have even yet to sniff a finals. Yeah, like, I just, yo, I would argue, I would put Tracy McGrady over Carmelo. If I'm keeping it a stat, I didn't hear nobody bring up Vince Carter's name, and I don't think Vince Carter should be on the list. Mm-hmm. But Vince Carter, I would probably take Carmelo over him. But Carmelo over a healthy Trace McGrady, I'm like, I don't get me, don't get it wrong. Trace McGrady fucked up in the playoffs yeah. a lot too, so I yeah. that one I can understand. And he did get hurt in the middle of his prime, but 
Oh man, I don't know. You look at that list, and I'm kind of like, mm. they should have just had they. It should have been the 75 greatest players of all time, voted on by one man and one man only, Bosco, and I would have got the shit right. I would have, <laughs> I would have had the perfect 75 list, and nobody could have been able to tell me anything differently. I mean, for the most part, it's good, but man, when you when you start reading some of those names and you mm-hmm. look at who's left off, it's like, eh. mm, let me go back. Or it's time. like, yo, who who voting on this? Like, I don't, I don't know, and. They're not going to do it, but I really wish they would put it in in a actual uh, numerical order, which they're not going to, but I wish they would. Because um, that that would really be where the argument Did Giannis happened. make the list? Yeah, he should have. Okay. Because I, I, for me, I think Giannis is probably a top 30, 35 player of all time. But um, I don't know, man. That that list is wild. Kawhi Leonard made it. I think them, them two finals MVPs is really, really why he yeah. made it. Um. I mean, 2014, you could have gave it to anybody. In 2019, they only won because Kevin Durant got hurt. But, you know, whatever. Um, you think about Tony Parker? He wouldn't make my list, but mm-hmm. I think he did get – I don't. I ain't really here. I think I only heard maybe a couple people bring his name up. Tony Parker does deserve some record. Four rings, a finals MVP. If it's not for him, that Spurs dynasty probably looks completely differently. Mounted Ginobili, who's one of the greatest six men of all time. Another person I wouldn't put on the list, but – he got the least. He, he got the four rings. He, but nobody talks about. He was part of that Argentina team that did beat the United States in old like the only time pro players never won the gold medal was old four, and Argentina won the gold and Ginobili led them there. So I think you got to take all of that into consideration. Um, mm-hmm. but he neither one of those two probably would make my list, but they they should get at least a strong, a, a they they should at least get brought up. Okay, consideration. Yeah. That's the better word. They should at least get consideration. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, yeah. Uh, you know that uh, is it for the uh, NBA anniversary seventy five. Um. And LeBron's the best player of all time, by the way. But we can move on. Fair enough. Moving on. Let's get into it. We are going to do. Let's do here. Moving on, man. Let's go to this past, did we say what, Thursday? Our little recap. Thursday. Uh, Dunes. Let's get into it. Remake, um, as well as follows uh, from the novel. Uh, first things first. First opinions on Dunes. Uh, I think Dune is a good movie, Dune, but it yeah, is not entertaining. Dune. Um. And let me explain what I mean by that. I think you can look at a film and the cinematography could be great. I think the story could be good. And I think the acting can be great. Mm -hmm. But the movie just not be entertaining. And I was very, very bored watching this film. But I wouldn't call it bad. Just like and vice versa. You have some people that say Love and Hip Hop is an entertaining show. I do not. Um, but you have some people say it's entertaining. But there's no way in hell you can debate that that show is good. I don't know how you would. I don't think good and entertaining are um are one of the same. So watching Dune, number one, it is long. It is long, long, and it's only a part one. Yep. Which I I'm pretty sure they're gonna do part two because it did decent opening numbers um in the box office. I mean let's. Let's be honest. To me, if you're the studio, if you didn't green light 
two going into it, I don't really understand because if a year or two from now we find out that part two isn't being made, this movie is even worse because yeah. it's then it would really, really be incomplete. And I would have to judge it even harsher. Um, but overall, and then I'll pass it to you, thought the movie was, was good in terms of technical application, but I was very bored during it, and I highly doubt I'll watch it again. Maybe if they, if they make a part two, I'll watch it again just for that, but I don't see myself watching this movie again anytime soon. Yeah, Um. for me... I would say uh, great visually, but I feel like that's to be expected. Um, just because I didn't really have any backstory from the Dune, uh, from the original one or from the novel. Um, I kind of got that information from my mom once after seeing it and such. And, and that kind of leads into the point. As far as that, like I said, visually great. Uh, I really liked uh, Timothy Chalamet's performance in this as well as Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, they kind of stood out to me the most. Um, that mother and uh, that mother and son bond going throughout the movie. You don't really get uh, Zendaya too much in there; just flashes and then towards the end. But that'll kind of lead into uh, the part two. Um, but like, yeah, similar to what you were said, it was kind of hard to like if you don't know the story, kind of take in what's going on. A lot of stuff is kind of like left up for you to kind of see and kind of like infer on what's actually going on, why these characters are doing this, uh, their background of why they have things such as one common thing and uh, there's a power like uh, when uh, Paul's mother, uh, played by Rebecca, you know, shows him, it's kind of teaching him through a uh, power that they have called the voice, which can kind of um, kind of influence uh whoever they're they're doing it towards kind of influence their decision making as such kind of like mind control essentially um but it's kind of in just a lot of the situations and it's kind of just left for left for the viewer to infer um that that's taking place and kind of put the pieces together uh for me also i, I liked oscar isaac in this as well um seeing there um, but yeah, for the most part, like as like like Bosco said, it's a very slow movie. Um, we know this is a part one, um, but I I kind of agree, especially going you know seeing how slow it took to catch on. Um, I feel like part two's got to come out of the gates. There's got to be you know intense starting from it. Um, not necessarily, and, and that's one thing I was kind of confused about this one in the part uh, part one of it being such a slow build up. You know, I felt like, you know, we we probably should have got more easy on information to kind of put together the pieces rather than trying to guess and trying to infer what's actually going on. If you're going to take this much time out to do it, you know, at least show that. And I feel like maybe they kind of got like more caught up on the visuals because it was super heavy on that one. Um, just everything that going on, it was very shot well, everything. Um, so I I probably say that was the case. Um, I know this one got really good reviews, but then too I know it was heavily awaited upon for this movie, especially after being pushed back for such a while too, um, due to COVID and such. Um, but that's really what I had on this one. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Every every now and then I'll see a movie that has like these super high reviews, and I watch it. And I'm like, eh, I guess. Um. 
I don't know. I don't. If if I I know a couple of people that have read the book and they're like, oh no, nah, man, it's like a perfect adaptation of the book. And I take away from that is I'm like, oh, the book must also be boring as fuck because the movie was. So I don't know. Um, I'll go see part two because I see. I'm not not everything, but I see so much shit in the theater. I would I would feel like I cheated myself if I watched part one and then go then then yeah. didn't go watch part two. So I'm gonna see it, but eh, out of out of five, I could probably give it a three. Yeah, if that um yeah, man. Some of what you said, like I didn't, I kind of picked up on certain pieces. Like I said, I didn't really know the story until like I told my mom I saw it and. She's, like, really big into the sci-fi and everything and, like, read the book. So then she kind of, like, broke down everything that was going on in the movie and such for me. Then I kind of put the pieces together. But still, at that same time, I felt like, damn, yo, I could have, like, learned some of that, like, while watching the movie. I felt like you should at least, if you're going to adapt that, especially for something like this, to be able to try to gauge and draw into more art, uh, different types of audiences and stuff to try to build, you know, the base leading up into the part two kind of wish they would have done it so more rather than just have you infer but it is what it is a three out of five um nonetheless i am good to roll with that um leading on to the last couple topics we have here let's get into it man so review time and music for our dear dc zone olubawale back once again with falarin 2 the second one that is. Let's get into it, man. First take, Bosco. What are you thinking? Uh, okay. So <laughs> I've listened to the album twice. Right. It's whatever. And my thing is with Wale now, and I was looking forward to this album. And like many people who know me know that I I have Wale ranked on my personal. I mean, I ain't going to jump out the window. He's probably in my, like, top 30 or 40 rappers. I would have to really sit down come up with a list. Um, So I'm listening to this album, and I think the production is really good. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's always good at picking beats for himself. and I love his flow always. I think the mixing and, and, the, um, and all that is good, but he's not talking about anything he hasn't, and... I'm I'm to the point like Wale is 37 years old now. I need to hear you talk about things that you haven't touched on. I would like for him to get more personal on his albums, and I really don't feel like he does. Um, it's funny though because he's like he he releases consistently, and I was thinking about it, like he released album wise 09, 11, 13, 15, 17, 19, 21. So he's consistent, and I don't know if like he tries to keep the consistency, so he just you know does whatever but this this album did not do it for me and it might be like the album about nothing i was extremely disappointed when that album came out and it grew on me and i like it quite a bit now i mean now can i branch on youtube from that part that you yeah were go ahead so i was thinking as you were saying that man Similar to saying, like, you kind of want to see him evolve more, talk more into the deeper things that he's going on in life. And I don't know if it was just, like, now thinking about it, if you caught that, I'm thinking, like, okay, like you said, he's 37 years old. You're a father now. You've gone through these certain things in life. You've had your ways in the industry. Not everything has gone too peachy, but 
I would would like to hear like how have you necessarily how's that affected the outside life whether it be with your child different things like that you being a man more so and like kind of similar to this one I kind of caught the R&B the R&B how I talk to women vibe on this whole project. Oh, no, not just this project, his whole fucking discography, which I'm not mad at. Well, all right, I'm not a fan of Double Disc albums. This is honestly what he needs to do. And I mean, Double Disc ain't the same now because I mean, it's just streaming and shit. People don't really buy CDs. He needs to get with a producer. Um, I don't know who, maybe not one, do what most rappers do get a handful of producers. He needs to do like eight songs that are more R&B-ish and then eight songs that are pure rap and do something like that. Kind of like how Drake tried to do Scorpion, which is mid at best. Um, <laughs> but he needs to do like an eight and eight type of thing because I don't really mind Wale's R&B like that. I mean, he knows he can't sing and he still tries to. It doesn't sound that bad because all the effects you could throw on voices now and, and eight where he's just rapping because... This album, he kind of is going back and forth, which I don't mind, but it's like, he he got the Angel joint with Chris Brown. I've heard song, I've heard that song like a, a, a kajillion times, and not that specific song. Songs that sound just like that. And I like this one because I like all the other ones, but I'm like, eh, Poke It Out, I hate. I hate that song. Really? I, I hate that song. Um, You and J. Cole don't even really work together that often, so when y'all do, this is not what I want to hear. Yeah. Um, this that song, would be that would be on that eight track, right? Yeah, this song sounds like it's pandering. I think it was a waste of a the the production was a waste. Um, you talking about little booties matter all this other? That would be a great. And this isn't even um my take. I did hear someone else say this. Um, Joe, I'm pretty sure. And he's like, that's some TikTok shit, and it really is. Like, I don't have TikTok, but I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of videos. It's gonna be the poke it out challenge or whatever. And I, I'm. Th- I'm good on that. Wale's been making basically ass clapping songs his whole career. It's like, dog, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that anymore. And it's like that's been there, done that, been there, done that. That I'm good on that. And I'm just listening to some of it. I'm like, it dawned on me. Why has Wale not done any music with Kendrick or Drake? Like, I don't. I'm not even saying I wanted neither one of them on this project. Drake probably would have sounded alright on it, but it, it hit me. I'm like. For two dudes that have been around your entire career, the fact y'all have never done music together is kind of odd, but maybe there's something there that I don't know. But him and Kendrick had to have been cool at one point because when I saw Kendrick open up for Kanye West in 2013, he brought Wale out with him. So they were cordial at least, but I don't know what that is. But that's yeah, just something that don't know on me. I don't know if they'd be on the same wavelength, but... Like looking into the uh, no fuck that he just did some baby Keem shit so clearly he he'll hop on whatever right yeah, now I guess yeah. I don't know if that's because Keem I'm guessing that's because Keem is cousin but yeah. I'm like after hearing that shit I'm like clearly you could get on different wavelengths so yeah um I know for me similar to what you said um uh for me the Chris Brown song like you said that's that's another one we've heard already that's just an album requirement to me. Uh, for me, my favorite song on here is probably New Balances. I really like that song a lot. Uh, but the beat, the flow, uh, some clever lines in there I really liked. But that's even part of the, you know, the the woman talk on there. Yeah, I'm tired of him talking about shoes. I'm tired of him making shoe analogies. He mm-hmm. On the gift that he had 88, on the album about nothing, he had white shoes. And it's like, my nigga, look, please, dog, like, give me something different. And, and I get it. Like, if somebody wanted to argue with me, 
that that um J. Cole was better than him. My only real defense against that, I would have to start pulling out mixtapes or mm-hmm. like album cuts of his. I don't think necessarily uh, like a. I think probably the content you can argue, but I I think as a rapper, I'd still probably go Wale. No, I'm be honest. After listening to this album, I don't even know if I can say that anymore because I'm I, I hear J Cole. I'm not even saying J Cole is great at using all different flows and shit. Uh-huh. Wale has a cup. The flows he does are really mm-hmm. good, but. Like I can hear, I, J Cole can slow it down. He can speed it up. Like he, like he can give, he can tap into different bags. And while he's kind of comfortable in, in the zone he's in is great. He does that great. But it's like, I mean, I got six, seven albums. Like if I include all your mixtapes, all your albums, I got over ten projects of that, which I I love most of them. So mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. But it's like. So you want to see him do more? Yeah, and it's just like yo, like you get Cole on. I mean, Cole is on fire right now. He yeah. is scorcher and hot. I'm like y'all get y'all get together, and that's the shit y'all do. I'm like I'm, I'm good on that <laughs> dog. Like you you could have kept that in the tux, throw that in the vault, and maybe had that be like a leak. Uh-huh. How how all of a sudden all these artists got like hundreds of songs that leak for whatever reason. Like had that be one of the songs that leaked. I'm I'm good on that, and I don't know it. It's weird because I I can't even really say if I want to hear him work with a specific producer. Um, It's funny you were saying that. I think like on the 8-track side, I think we leave, me personally, I'm just thinking on the 8-track side, R&B to rap, I'm thinking R&B, I'm going to leave that for the Justice League probably. Seems like, you know, that's in-house pretty much flowing right there. On the rap side, that that one got kind of interesting. Um he that needed to get with like Hit Boy or or. And see, that's some, I didn't want to necessarily like just that. go straight to Hit Boy because that's like the that's like the yo I need something right now. Give me that Hit Boy. Yeah, you know I mean that's the uh, formula. No, that's right what now. he need though. He need that. And then on the R and B side, get with Tiger because I mean everybody's just doing sample flips and Tiger. I'm not Tiger. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Um, Youngberg, just mm-hmm. get with Hitmaker, dude. Have him flip whatever old school song you want and do something like that because. Like I said, that's really what everybody's doing. I mean, you think the knife is too soulful for, for that? He could get knife one. I don't know what genre that. I guess that would be a mer- like a little bit of both. He would sound good over Knife Wonder. He would sound good over Kanye, depending on what type of bag Kanye's in. But it's like, I mean, and, and I don't even want to say it. the Prince production isn't the problem. So I don't want to act, and it never has been. So I don't want to make it sound like that's what I dislike about it. I don't even care who you get to produce. You need to really sit down and talk about something that you have not talked about. I don't want to hear you compare nothing to shoes. I don't want to hear you. Um, I don't want to hear you make no anthems with with ass involved. It's like, it's like I said, it's been there, done that. It, it, it's like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. And I, I, I was really looking forward to this, and it's not I bad. It's not a bad thing. album. It's not awful. Um. I'm slightly disappointed. Like I said, Album About Nothing is one of the most disappointed album releases I've ever had in my life. I was very disappointed in that. But um, but I like it a whole lot more now. And this one will probably grow on me. I I'm going to listen to it again a couple more times this week. I will say for me, uh, similar to what I had before, uh, for me it stood out. I mean, I like New Balances a lot. Um, Kind of back and forth between that one and uh, Dearly Beloved. But Jamie Foxx, I, I really like that song a lot for for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, Beverly Boulevard, I'll add that probably to my list. Um I like Caramel is probably my favorite Caramel. song. And I mean 
I've heard versions of that song, but Caramel is probably my my favorite song on the album. And I didn't mind uh, Name Ring Bell. Um, but, yeah, really, really on just for that one. Um, next week, uh, I want to I wanna take time, you know, throughout this week. Next week, we'll dive into the Dom Kennedy album because that did. No, yeah, I ain't even listened to it yet. It will drop, but I know we definitely wanted to um, talk about the Wale album on this one. But moving forward to our last subject of the night, let's get into it. Bosco, your question. Oh, question three favorite predominantly black cast sitcoms of all time. Okay. Um, for me, number one is always going to be Martin. Number two is going to be Fresh Prince. Number three, I was thinking about this earlier work. Does this count? Uh, Boondocks. Yeah. Okay. I, I count it. Okay. Then I'll roll with that one, too. I'll roll with that three. What about you? Uh, my top three is probably Fresh... Not probably, but Fresh Prince is one. Okay. Everybody Hates Chris is two. And then Boondocks is three. Um, I got some hot takes, though. Uh, and the only reason I thought about this because I was watching the video and they was ranking like black sitcoms, which when when you think about it, it's a stupid amount, something that I forgot about. Um, and it made me think about like the Steve Harvey show, Bernie Mac, um, girlfriends, and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I was thinking to myself, man, I like Martin, but I've never loved that show like like most people do. For me. And, I say for me, it's well personal. Like the jokes, I like a lot. But then too, like I don't know why, just something about him reminds me of my dad. So I always like that show. Yeah, that that much. Yeah, I watch Martin, and I think it's funny. But I'm, and it's weird because like I I get why back in the day Martin and Fresh Prince was compared. I mean, literally only because they were on in the same era, like the same moment of time. Because if those exact same shows came out ten, fifteen years apart, I don't think people would compare them. But when I watch Fresh Prince, somebody said this, and it's true. Will Smith is the coolest that he's ever been on that show. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially as he's getting older. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, man, this nigga kind of corny. But on yeah, Fresh so Prince, doing, yeah. he is probably the coolest man that ever lived. And, I mean, both on Fresh Prince and Martin, they had all the fly the gear. The craziest fish, Which is man. funny because, I mean, in Martin, it's not like they was broke or anything like that. But I'm like, <laughs> yo, I don't, yo. You got a lot of solid gear to be a radio host, and I don't yeah. know how much y'all getting paid like that, but like, cause Martin had all the fresh J's, the pennies, the, yeah, they had all, all of the that HBCU gear on. Yeah, everything. I'm like, Fresh Prince made sense because Uncle Phil was rich, so he could yeah. just buy with <laughs> he could just buy with whatever he wanted. So I'm like, all right, that made sense. But um, they was always somebody like Martin. They was getting courtside Pistons game tickets and stuff. Yeah, like I'm. I mean, I'm. Let's see, and the Pistons wasn't like amazing, but shit. You figure that's the end of the Bad Boys era, and they caught a little bit of Grant Hill. So I'm like, I don't. Yeah, he did. Cause yeah, that was a big part. Yeah, with yeah Grant Hill. So being I'm just kind of like, how y'all getting those? I don't know. But everybody hates Chris. I think it's the most underrated. Everybody yeah. hates Chris might be one of the best written shows of all time. That show is so funny. Like yep. even the nuances that it has on racism, which is all throughout the show, but it's not like. You have to, some of that stuff, you have to really listen to what's being said to him and how he's being treated to be like, yo, like, they really don't like this dude. Like, the fact he can shoot a ba- a, a paper ball into the trash can, all of a sudden they think he a Harlem Globetrotter just because he's black. The fact that his teacher, Miss Morello, used to say the most off-the-wall shit to him, and he, you know, 
He he never he, always, he always took it. He he never said nothing wild in response, but I always like the poor references. Yeah. When they talk about this stuff that their dad Julius would do. It was always the most hilarious stuff. Yeah, you know what's funny though, and and you don't really realize it unless you watch the show. Cause his pan his family was never poor. Yeah. And I think they they do an actual good job of, of kind of explaining that. Because number one, they owned the building they lived in. They didn't rent it. They owned that building. Um so you own the building. You have three kids. They were they never they never uh was questioning how they was gonna pay bills. They never didn't. This is not like they were. It wasn't good times. It wasn't like oh shit, like we don't know how we're gonna eat. And did the mom work? She worked sometimes because because the dad Julius, which was Terry was Cruz, had two. Guy. He yeah. had two jobs, and she worked every now and then. But kind of a joke. A funny joke they had that they didn't run into the ground like Martin did with Tommy or Fresh Prince kind of did with Carlton being short, which was like the smallest inconvenience and she would quit her job uh-huh. was kind of the joke on everybody. He's Chris, but like they 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 ate well, not well, but they ate, they owned the building they lived in, they always had clothes on their back, all their bills got paid. Like so they wasn't poor. They were like most people, which is like we don't class. have a we don't have a dumb amount of disposable income. Like working class. Yeah, yeah. We don't have like if you want the, the new pair of J's that come out every week, no, nah, we ain't buying you that. Um, yeah. So that's how I feel in Baby Hates Chris, and then Boondocks is just a classic. I ain't like season four, but those those first three seasons are undeniable. Yeah. I will say because you're mentioning all your takes, there's one show that I want to get your take on, and we'll kind of talk about how it progress. I know for me, because I don't think you've seen it too much, I do think like, and it took me a while to catch on. I think Insecure will hop up into there, like, on those lists, too. Uh, it's a really impactful show. Just getting those different pr- kind of perspectives, especially from women. Um, I like the show a lot, and I know they just started the new season uh, last night as well. So I definitely think um, I think that one will be up there pretty soon. Uh, this will be the last season, and, you know, now she's kind of teeing off into Issa Rae's teeing off into other projects um that she'll get into but i think that one will be up there um this one kind of starting off going back to their college roots and kind of how the whole fa- uh friend group kind of came together and such and just kind of them going on as the time has passed and seeing how their life has transpired um i think that's a big one but what i wanted to ask you about what do you think about the what's going to be the progression uh as far as the image of uh blackish throughout time um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Blackish. Well, Blackish is a different because Blackish is one of the very few black sitcoms that don't have a laugh track. It's not like All of Us or One on One or anything like that. So the way you have to watch it, mm-hmm. it's basically shot like Insecure, which I've only seen clips of that show. I've never actually sat down and watched a full episode of Insecure. So I can't comment on that, but I think Blackish is gonna have a good impact because Blackish touched on a bunch of stuff that these other sitcoms don't touch on. I mean, Blackish can be ham-fisted at times, and it it can kind of beat you over the head, mm. and it it does get exhausting because it's like, all right, we get it. But I do like it. They're about to enter the last season, so they'll have eight. I ain't gonna lie, they 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 need to go ahead and end the show. Realistically, they probably should have ended it after like season six. Really, you could argue season five, but you know they—it's a popular show, so they stretched it out. But I think how many spinoffs is it now? 
This just well, they did Grownish and then they did Mixish, which got canceled, and then they were gonna do a spinoff with um Dre's mom and dad, which is Jennifer Lewis and uh, Lawrence Fishburne. But I think they ended up pulling the plug on that, and they're not doing that anymore. Which I don't really understand how that would have worked anyway. Um, speaking though, I like Grownish. I don't consider that a black show though, but Grownish. I don't really know what their plan is. They need to go ahead in that show too. But um <laughs> Blackish, I think it will be compared very favorable over time. It's kinda like my girlfriend, her she loves girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Like that that was yeah. her shit. Like she loves that show. And girlfriends is cool. Ended I, up roughly, but it was Yeah, crazy. it ended up very like that was unfortunate how it ended. Considering how many episodes and seasons they had, you would have wished they had a proper send off like like yeah. shows of that stature usually get. But it is what it is. Uh, I like girlfriends as well. I don't. I think if you're a black woman, it probably relates a little bit more. I don't. I don't worry about if my man is out cheating on me. So I don't. I you know yeah. I don't. I don't know about that shit. But I think grown. Not grownish. I think um girlfriends is a good show. Um. It's funny because I I was looking at a list. Some some of them shits, my wife and kids got worse as the seasons went living on. Living single, living single was cool, and living single deserves more credit because living singles is basically the black version of Friends, uh-huh. except living single was out first. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into the whole why Friends okay. took off higher and all that shit, but yeah. living single was a good show. We know. Um, what else was a good? I mean, Wayne's brothers was cool. They would. It was a little too goofy and buffooner, buffoonish at times, but Wayne's brother was cool. The Jamie Foxx show. Jamie Foxx I liked. Yep. I, the PJs. I, I, got, I got some stuff I need to say on Jamie Foxx. Um, I, I, I couldn't really get into the PJs like that. But, I mean, it was cool. Mm. I couldn't really get into it like that. What um, you got on Jamie Foxx show? I think Jamie Foxx in general... Is he great at anything? <laughs> <laughs> oh, a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. Yeah, because I'm like... Okay, Jamie Foxx is good at making music. He's not great at it. Mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx is a good actor. Let's keep it a stack. If you take out Ray and you take out uh, Collateral, which ironically both of those movies come out the same year, the only two times he's ever been nominated for an Oscar. And I'm not saying Oscar is end-all, be-all, but if you take out those two movies, is he a great actor? Eh, probably not. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is he a great stand-up comedian? Eh, no. I mean, to me, it's... When I think about greatest standards of all time, I don't even think he in my top 20, top 25. I mean, I'm, and I'm just being honest. So I'm like, the Jamie like Foxx show funny was moments. cool. Yeah, he has funny moments. Yeah, the Jamie Foxx show was cool. Um, I liked it. It was different. I, I What I like about not even just black sitcoms, sitcoms in general, I always love how some, some characters had the most random jobs. Like, in the Jamie Foxx show, he they worked yeah, at a hotel. hotel. Wayne's brother, they worked at a newsstand. Like, it's always not random occupations because obviously people really do that type of stuff, but it's not the um no disrespect to the Cosby Show, but it's like lawyer doctor. That's bland. It's like all right, what kind of what type of doctor are you? What type of lawyer are you? Like even in Blackish, it's like Blackish kind of has issues on what type of doctor she is because sometimes she she does the um anesthesia or whatever, yeah, and then other times they kind of make it sound like she does something else, That's and then Dre is a um, mar- like marketing, but I'm like half the time he ain't really doing marketing. They just talking about random shit that they got going on in real lives. But 
but yeah, uh, similar to what you were saying now, talking about it. I mean, the Cosby Show, of course. Um, for I didn't really like the Cosby Show for real. I did. Uh, for me, I did just seeing that, and then too, like my grandfather was a optometrist, so that one kind of hit a little different for me. But like seeing that one, um, a different world. I think I think the different world and the Cosby Show are two of the most impactful shows ever. Two shows I don't really care for. I think. I think a Cosby show is a cultural staple because that was one of the first times in a black sitcom you just saw a black family do well mm-hmm. and it wasn't on like good times man good I got, times you know, is funny now but, that you say it, I had to put good times yeah, good up there. times is funny but I was tired like dude the good times portrayed it like all black people were just poor or yeah. like barely hanging on and it's like I get that was the reality for some of them but not everybody or like Jefferson's, I forgot how they got all that money to, yeah. to move on up or whatever, but Cosby Show is like you had a successful black man, successful black um woman, married, successful black... Like, it was no, we hit the lottery or we got left a fortune or no shit like that, so... And then Different World actually showed black people going to college, which a lot of shows didn't do. Um, Family Matters, without, if you take Steve Urkel off that show, yeah, it's... Yeah, that show's kind of whatever. I mean, I used to watch Family Matters. I used to stay with my uh, my Meemaw back in like '04, and it would be Full House, Family Matters, and Step by Step. Step by Step is a slept on sitcom. All white people, but slept on sitcom. But it was pretty good. Growing um, Pains was my. <laughs> yeah, Growing like Pains that. was cool. I like Growing Pains it, a lot. Growing, yeah, Growing. Man, it's a it's a whole bunch of pretty good sitcoms out there, regardless of 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 the cast or whatever. But. Yeah, I think Cosby Show was cool. Sanford and Son was cool. Oh yeah, um, classic, classic, classic. Sanford and Son, you old bag. They used to say some wild shit. Like, what do you say? All these niggas up here, you can make a Tarzan movie. Like, yeah. yo, they <laughs> they used to say some wild shit on TV. Like, there is no way in hell you could get away with saying that now. They used to say some real off the wall shit back then on TV. But I, I think that's definitely a classic. Uh, what's happening was cool. I saw. I, I seen probably about like. 10 episodes of that 227 that's one, super old 101 I like the one on one um I liked it more as a kid than I do now I tried to watch it cuz you know it's on Netflix I tried to go back and watch some episodes I was the like Parkers. I was like it's cheesier than I remember it was never a Parker's fan I'm not really a fan of Monique um Yeah I'm Parker's for me was oh. that wasn't it Eve Eve was also corny as hell but I would watch a few episodes Moesha? of it Moesha was okay. No, no. We're, why do we forget this? Smart guy. Oh, smart guy, classic. Come on, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart, smart guy. Smart, smart guy, guy and sister, sister. Both of those yes. is classics. Yes. Shout oh out Tim God. Reed, yo, the daddy from um Sister Sister. Like, smart guy. Both of those is. You know what? It used to be a trope. I think with kids shows, either the mama or the daddy had to be dead, yeah. and they would get very vague details on what happened to them. <laughs> like, smart guy, there's just no mom, and there's only a couple times they ever really touched on the mom not being there, and I think they kind of allude to her dying. Well, she died. I don't know how. I think they kind of allude to it being, like, cancer or something, but shout out smart guy. I used to, like, run home from the youth center to catch smart guy. Yeah, smart guy was one, and you could catch it with... Uh you know, sisters, sisters. So you had both of them, and she you had you had Taj and the smart guy. Then you had the sisters there. Yep. So you kind of caught both of them from then on, 
And yeah, like it, yeah, like you said, now that you bring it up, yeah, he was a single dad, then sister, sister, single mom, and single dad, and you know, bring on to that pair and stuff. But then it was like, and sister, sister, they was like both a, I don't remember if they was adopted or what. I think they were adopted, yeah. and I'm not gonna touch on the odds of both them niggas just running into each other. Like, <laughs> I think they ran into each other like a supermarket. Oh, the I'm not, trap. I'm not. I'm not gonna run. I'm look. Whatever. Because <laughs> if I do that, I'll tear down a bunch of shit. Because that's always was my problem with Parent Trap, and I fucking love. I love Parent Trap, but I'm like. This has to be, like, the most decorated all-girls camp in the world. Like, the entire... One girl from California, one girl from um, London, but, like, the camp was in, like, Maine or something. Yeah. I'm like, I, oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't I'm know. A, I'm going to give you the two last ones to go on, man. All that. Um. Okay, so, as a kid, okay, all that was dope. Um, I didn't know any better though, cause you figure all that started in like '94. I think all that started like literally right before I was born. Went off in like 2000, then it came back in like '02, then it went off for a couple years, and then like like I think the second resurgence was like '05, and that was the last. And all that is back, by the way. I think I think the show is back with a you know obviously new kids and everything. But when I was a kid, all that was really I, funny. Why am I referring to God? Cause I'm thinking yeah, with Keenan and Cal. When I went, I went back maybe like three, when I was still living with my parents, which was probably like 2017, 16, whatever, I used to go back and watch Teen Nick because they had all the old shows up there. And I tried watching all that. Mm. Yo, you realize when you, as an adult, you look back on shit you liked as a kid mm. and go, holy shit, how did I ever like this? Like, but I can't be mad because the audience is children. Yeah. And I did like it as a kid, but woo, I... You couldn't pay me to sit there and watch it all day now. I might blow my head off. And then I got... I'm going to scrap that one. Last one, I'm going to say Proud Family. Proud Family is the greatest besides Boondocks. <laughs> yeah, Proud Family you know legendary. No, fuck that. Proud Family better than yeah, Boondocks. Yeah. Proud, Proud Family, Family legendary. Proud Family better than Boondocks. First of all, a black cartoon on on a kids network which you never saw. Like uh-huh. all you, black. you saw you saw black characters on Correct. show. You saw black characters on show. Trudy, a veterinarian, Oscar with his snacks that mm-hmm. he everybody knew a business owner. Business owner. Everybody claimed his snacks was nasty as shit, but they it seemed them. like he sold a good amount. So I mean they would make jokes, they would use it as like landfill and shit like that, but <laughs> hey. Successful fa- successful family had three kid three beautiful animated kids. You know, hey, they had the Boulevard Deserts, which lived across the street. Yeah, I don't remember are. if they was Puerto Rican or what, so I don't want to mess that up. And they had a they had to talk a couple white no one white friend really mm-hmm. which was the most awkward in the group so then uh, shoot Sugar Mama was legendary Sugar Mama Dijonay yeah yo Uncle if you Bobby. ever want to let that laugh go look up Proud Family National Anthem when Uncle Bobby is singing that <laughs> and it goes to he starts it cuts to black three hours later he's still singing they're like <laughs> oh my people falling asleep in the audience and they <laughs> Proud Family yeah. is the and you know it's what? It's a cornerstone. I'm glad they're bringing it back. And you know what, Bosco? Because it all started with a basketball. Yo. <laughs> yo, all right. You about to get, yo. <laughs> Proud Family is one of the greatest shows ever made. First of all, Wizard <laughs> Kelly, which was basically, Magic I didn't Johnson, realize yeah. it until I got older. He's basically Magic Johnson. Yeah. And it's just funny because the only time, you ever only see his face one time, if you go to the movie, 
and you have to like search this on Google because they do show his face up there. It's like a freeze frame of when he's like falling off of a, a mountain or something, and the only time you see his face, that's one of the funniest. Like cartoons used to do that a lot. Like I think like Cow and Chicken. I don't remember if you remember that off of Cartoon Network. Like Cow mm -hmm. and Chicken, their parents. I think you only ever saw their legs. And like shows used to do that. Ed, Ed and Eddie. There's only maybe like two episodes you ever see their parents, but you never see them. It would only be like their arms or their feet or something like that. But um, the fat wizard Kelly, he owned everything in the. Yeah. He owned the movie theater. He had which the record like, store. Which is Magic Johnson. He had the. He had his own music label. Yeah. Um, the theaters. The, yeah. the fact he had the. He, him and Oscar had the beef, but like. Wizard Kelly never really disliked Oscar, but Oscar disliked him. Then they had the episode with Kobe Bryant, and they kind of give a flashback to why Oscar doesn't like him. I, and Proud Family ended, and, you know, they had the movie, which I don't really know if that was, like, the greatest ending of the show in the world, but it was an ending nonetheless. And I thought, I loved Proud Family growing up, and it was just dope to see that because as a kid on Disney Channel and Nickelodeon Cartoon Network, it was always... Not to make it a race thing, but it was only these white kids. And as a kid, you don't really notice that until you notice it. And, like, they would have maybe of, like, codename Kids Next Door. They had the one black girl up there. Um, but, you know, some of these shows, it was either no black kids up there oh, at like all one. or it'd be, like, one. And if, if they was up there, it's like, okay. But that was the same thing. The Hey Arnolds, the Recesses, it was on, like, one. The and and then, I mean... And they were never offensive because, like, hey, Arnold, and those are two great examples. They was always cool niggas, so it was like, all right, <laughs> yeah. all right at least you made them cool. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm mad it's still only one of them. Like, because Gerald was that, yo, Gerald was that dude in hey, yeah. Arnold. Like, yeah. if, if somebody told me Gerald lost his virginity at nine, I'd be like, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that that makes sense. Gerald didn't, uh, I can't think of the other kid name, but he was, like, the all-pro, like, athlete. He could like do anything with a dodgeball. Damn, what was his I can't name? Think of man's name. It was probably something like Vince or something. I don't remember. I'm not about you to might, look yo, it up. You might be right, bro. I'm I want to say. I want to say is you know what we we got a couple. It ain't gonna take that long to look it up because I want to say his name is like Vince. I think you are right, yo. Yo, if I yeah, am Vincent, I'm a legend for Hold that. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Yep, Vince yeah. LaSalle. Yeah, I'm a legend for that. Yeah, man. But um. Yeah, man, I, it was always one, but at least they was cool, so you kind of gave it a pass. It was like, all right, yeah. well, at least he athletic. And even then, that's kind of a stereotype, but you know, whatever. We ain't going <laughs> to touch on all that. You know, that's, I mean, the same way shooting Power Rangers, they already make the Black Ranger to do that be dancing and shit. But had uh, one of the worst hairlines in television history. I still don't understand. To this day. Yeah, I, I, I still don't get it. <laughs> still don't get it. To, to this day, bro. But nah, man, it was just interesting, man, kind of seeing that, um, breaching on that one, but yeah, man, that's all, we kind of just wanted to touch on the sitcoms, went on the tangent there, but nevertheless, it was another good one, um, that's been up, any closing remarks for you? Oh, uh, you know, no, no different than every other week, um, thank you to everybody who listens, I don't know how many people listen, I'm, I'm assuming it's not that many, but I don't even really care, um, uh, we, we, we're starting to build up a little... A little, little audience here, man. So whoever does listen, you know, I thank you. I appreciate you. Um, You know, there, there's a lot of... If y'all are like me, I know time is limited because I, 
I can't watch and listen to everything like I would want to. So if you are taking the time out to listen to us, it's greatly appreciated. It won't go unnoted. Um, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. If there's anything you would like for us to touch on, like always, let Chief know and he'll, you know, he'll he'll let me know and everything, and we'll add it to the docket for next week. And any, like I said, anything you want us to touch on or discussed further or hey i disagree with this these are my remarks i like to hear you respond to my response you know whatever it is just let us know um and it, you know like i said it's greatly appreciated and thank you to everybody that listens for sure for sure we definitely appreciate it um similar to branch off as bosco said you already know how it goes follow us on social media you can find us twitter instagram under chief keith 757 you will find the links to us uh check us out on the podcast wherever you get your podcasts on spotify as well as google Podcasts, and also apple Podcasts, where you can rate review subscribe helps us within the algorithms we appreciate it as it's been another week recapping and we will be back to you guys next week but until then we are out you're